A quick content warning. Some of the stories of sexual violence in this podcast could be distressing. The Ferret would like to thank the volunteers who gave voice to these young women's experiences so that they could remain anonymous. I froze. I wish I had a say. I was at work. He wouldn't stop. I did not say yes to anything. I think about it every single day. I was eight and I thought I could trust him. I was raped at Christmas. When 16-year-old Rhea from Shetland put a call out on an anonymous social media app asking young women to share their stories of sexual harassment, she expected to get quite a few submissions. But she was taken aback to receive over 60 in a 24-hour period, detailing experiences from unwanted touching to sexual violence and rape. I'm Rhea. I live in Shetland. I'm 16. I'm still at school. I'm part of the Be Inspired group with the Shetland Rape Crisis. A lot of the time we just kind of speak about improving Shetland Rape Crisis and things that we can do improve, to improve Shetland on the topic as well. It is a bit of a support group as well. We all well support each other with everything we're doing so I get a lot of support from the group for what I'm doing as well. There's about 22,000 people in Shetland, something like that. It's, it's quite good. Everyone kind of knows each other as well. And it is quite a supportive place to live in. So everyone's kind of there. Like if you see someone on the street, you'll smile, you'll say hi or have a conversation. And it's quite a safe place, especially for people our age. It's not so worrying to be out in public. I was wanting to kind of show that Things like sexual assault and sexual harassment are just as serious up here as they are in places down south. Because a lot of people think that it's just because we're a smaller island and there's not a lot of stories that are reported and a lot of the stuff that you do hear on the news is from down south. that They think that it doesn't happen up here as much, which isn't true at all. A lot of the people, especially my age, they just kind of... Um, brush it off to the side as if it isn't sexual assault or sexual harassment and even the older ones kind of even if they think that it's happening they refuse to believe it. When I first did it I didn't expect to have as much response as I did. I was only expecting a few stories but within about 10 minutes then I was having loads and loads coming in at the same time. It was really powerful to read as well because it was stuff you wouldn't like even though I knew it stuff that had happened up here I didn't think it was that serious and a lot of the stories are really hard to read. I was pushed into a corner I did not say yes to anything but what happened went further than I wanted it. I never said anything because I didn't care what was going on until it had happened. I was in a situation where a guy was in the position to get me very drunk. He got me so drunk that I no longer had control over what was happening. I wish I had a say in it because it was my first time. Boys have touched my thighs and ass without my permission so many times that I've lost count. The most severe time, a boy tried to take my bra off when he thought I was asleep. I was raped at Christmas. This is Lisa from Rape Crisis Shetland. Rhea actually went ahead and did this all off of her own back um, and approached um, us once she started receiving the stories um, because as she said she had initially thought she might get a handful of stories and that would give her her example but when she was receiving so many she got in touch um, 
and we spoke about how to anonymize them and put them out in a way that was safe and secure um, and she sent me through those stories to begin that process and um, it, it's a very it's a powerful it's, it's quite devastating to read actually I mean obviously we work with this kind of content in Shetland day in day out um, it's one of those jobs where this is this is what you hear all day but even in that context reading that document of 66 stories um the evening that Rhea sent it through was um it's breathtaking it, it takes it takes your words away you can hear that in my voice right now um especially because you're reading such young women and girls stories um and because they're so reminiscent of the stories that uh, we've been hearing our whole lives basically um to see that that's still the case um is very very powerful it was quite hard to read knowing that it was people in our community as well which made it worse i suppose for me reading it because it was people that i know that it made me feel like i should have helped more i was at work and my boss placed his hand up my skirt at a disco, a boy who I was kind of friends with kept grabbing my bum and putting his arms around me. He kept doing it, so I told him to leave me alone. Later, his friend said that I had upset him because he liked me and I was being mean. I was once so pressured by a boy that I ended up giving in and getting with him. I really didn't want to and said no multiple times, but he wouldn't stop. I gave up. I once went out with a boy who was two years older than me. I was 14 at the time, and almost every time I was alone with him, he used to make me do things I didn't want. He would touch me whether I wanted him to or not. Nationwide, we have a problem with recognising how prevalent sexual violence is or recognising what sexual violence even is or what it means. But in Shetland in particular, there's this, this feeling of it doesn't happen here because we have a very safe community, um, which is not the case it, it's just slightly different it tends to happen more behind closed doors or um in domestic spaces less we do certainly see probably less street harassment because it's not so easy if you know somebody's mom like if they're shouting at you at the van on the street that's like there's a public accountability there but if you're at a house party or you're on a school trip or it's someone within your own family that makes it so much harder, particularly when that person has a high standing in the community, and quite often they do. It happened in a well-known street in Larwick. There were people walking past, but I was too scared to do anything. So I did what I was told. I cried, but his hand was over my mouth, so it didn't make any noise. He made me do things, and he did things to me. I was terrified, but I couldn't do anything. Later, my family found out and there was an investigation. I was so young that I didn't understand. It made me feel like it was my fault. He wasn't charged. I hate him for what he's done to me. I think it's um, extremely high profile when you report in Shetland. Um, we have a lot of very high quality um, local media who generally work with us to do quite good reporting on, on things like violence against women or sexual violence or violence against children. Um, but at the same time, if you have three to four media sources 
covering the same court trial that that's and then the local rumor mill going at the same time that could be a huge deterrent to reporting um alongside all the other deterrents and there are other factors you know if you're doing forensics maybe the nurse is your auntie um if you're reporting at the police station maybe uh you know the officer that is sitting on reception is your cousin's best pal it's there's so many hurdles there that uh, people are, are navigating because of that uh, small community setting. When I collected the stories, I did it on anonymous apps so people didn't have to say their names and I didn't know who it was telling me. And I think that helped a lot because a lot of people feel like if they do come out with their story, they'll get a lot of backlash from it and people don't believe them and then nothing really comes out of it as well. And I do know of stories up here that have, when people have come out about what's happened, then they've had people say they don't believe them or when it has been taken more serious measures like the police, then it's not been, nothing came of it. It's just been kind of brushed off. And I think that a lot of people feel like if they come out about what's happened to them, it's like, that's gonna happen. I passed out and woke up to somebody touching me. I was speaking to a boy having a normal conversation. He asked me out of nowhere if I wanted a dick pic. I said no, but he sent it anyway. At 14, I was sexually assaulted in a prominent place in Lerwick and later raped in every way behind a public toilet. People said that I wanted it to happen because I froze. Even coming out about what's happened and speaking about it, even if it's not going to the police, even like Shetland Rape Crisis, being able to come and speak to them, then you're never going to get accused of um, telling lies and everything. And it's quite a relief to be able to speak about it and have that support. The fact that I got so many stories from the amount of people that I sent it to, like really does show that it's like, it'll make so much more of a change. And especially for the people that have sent me in stories, they, when they read their story there, they can feel more like empowered in a, sense of their helping try and make a change in our community? I think primarily it's, it is awareness raising, um, but it's also doing a service to these survivors who've shared their stories. I mean, it's about their voices ultimately and trying to do a service to that, those stories that they felt needed to be told um, within this community, but in a way that keeps them safe and secure. So there's, there's a, a part of me that wants to highly honour those voices um, and that's something that we always do within rape crisis we want our services to be led by people who've survived sexual violence but it's also that um, bringing that wider awareness to the community past that point of, of shock value where people find this extremely difficult emotionally to deal with to the point where there's a bit of understanding and acceptance because before you know there's a problem you can't tackle that problem and if you don't know it's a problem, you can't see when that problem's happening. But if you can get a wider picture of the kinds of patterns of what sexual violence looks like, it's easier to intervene in ways that are, are small but significant. I froze. I wish I had a say. I was at work. He wouldn't stop. I did not say yes to anything. He kept doing it, so I told him to leave me alone. I wish I had a say. I think about it every single day. He wouldn't day. stop. I was eight. 
I was right. And I thought I could my boss placed his hand up my I wish I had really didn't want to and said no more. I was terrified. He used to make me do I was pushed into a corner. I did not want to say anything. I wish I had to say. He wouldn't stop. I was so pressured by a boy. I was in a situation where I really didn't want to. He said no more. But he wouldn't stop. I got me so I wish I had a say about it every single day. If you have been affected by this and need help, you can call the Rape Crisis Helpline on 0800 01 02 03 or Childline on 0800 11 11.